Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA.
Some of them have had two terms. Some of them have had one term. Some of them have had a portion of a term. But one thing for sure, only three of them have been impeached by Congress. So Donald Trump wanted to make a name for himself. Uh, This man has constantly uh, blurted out things that not only embarrassed uh, any person who is a poli-sci, I'll break that down for you, a political science major, with myself and others, um, you are taught not just uh, how many congresspersons we have in Congress, how many senators we have in Congress, uh, what are their responsibilities. Many of you who uh, grew up in the 70s and the 60s as well, uh, you remember the cartoons. Uh, One of them was, uh, was, I'm a bill. I'm just a bill. Uh, I work on Capitol Hill. I'm just a bill. And they explained to young people how Congress works. And it was important because when you got into your junior high school, you started taking social studies and government. You remember that song that actually told you the process of our system. Now, the democracy that we enjoy here in America, that millions have died to uh, ensure that this is a freedom, that this is something that we enjoy in the United States of America and its six territories, is a right that either you were born into or a privilege that you received after doing what was necessary to prove your uh, residence here in America. I am totally, totally, without a embarrassed by the actions of the Senate Republicans to say that they were going to, and this is Mitch McConnell, of course, saying that he was going to lead uh, the trial for Trump by not allowing any witnesses, and they'll just take the vote because they have the vote. You know, it's interesting how people can say something and they think there's no consequence. But you need to listen to what they tell you because they're telling you what they plan to do. Here is the biggest problem. When these politicians whom were elected to office, when they are elected or appointed into office, they take an oath. And that oath is supposed to be the the uh, the basis of their promise to the people about what they're going to do and they're pledging to do that. So when they turn around and say no matter what I pledge to my allegiance is to Donald Trump and Russia and the cover up that we're going to uh Abide by what dictator, I mean, uh, (laughs) 
what Trump said. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Nancy Pelosi, to hell with you and Congress and the rules and everything else. We're doing this the way we want to do it. Okay. So what happens when the little guy who has to go to trial doesn't show up? They say, well, there's a warrant issued for your arrest. He said, yeah, I know. It was issued by that judge. Well, don't you recognize that you have just usurped the power of the, yeah, to hell with him? That doesn't mean shit because Congress indicted Donald Trump. And those same men who and women who make laws say that those laws don't matter. So if they don't matter for him, how the hell should they matter for me? Be very careful. Be very careful what you ask for. And be very careful what you say. Let me explain two things to those individuals who are not African-American, who don't have uh, the color pigment pigment in your uh, skin that immediately gives you an opportunity to be discriminated against, who are not descendants of the chattel slaves where people automatically feels like it is okay to discriminate, to not hire, uh, to not want to do business with you, to not give you the same benefit of the doubt that they give a illegal immigrant who may be a murderer, a rapist, a child molester, as they invite these people into their homes to do work, they never have a background check in most cases. I don't remember any of them getting background checks. And they allow them bank accounts and, and to drive a driver's license and have, have documentation. My name is James Lewis. Okay, your name is James Lewis. My name is Fernando Costero. Okay, your name is Dennis Costero. You get to start today. So, Imagine playing Monopoly all night and going to jail, as you do, and uh, having your properties forfeit and you have to pay those taxes and lend on other people's property, as we do. And a couple of hours into the game, here comes somebody who says, oh, I want to play. They say, okay, and they give them the same amount of money that you once had. And they give them the opportunity to do all the things that you went around the board 14, 15 times and had to pay and had the struggle. At what point do you say, okay, wait a minute, hold on, that's not fair. Well, Many of the African-Americans that are silent for the sake of not being considered racist will tell you that they shared their once black community now with these illegal immigrants. 
See, most of the people who are out uh, beating the damn uh, uh, bongo for allowing these illegal immigrants to come into America don't have a community that has been encroached upon. Now, we have seen what regentrification has done to black communities across this nation. All I'm saying is that if you if you're going to allow illegal immigrants to take over black communities, then stop putting on your damn sheets and riding on your damn uh, police cars. I mean, I mean horses. <laughs> I mean horses. Riding in your damn police cars, harassing those blacks who are moving out of those rat-infested, what did he call them? Uh, rat-infested ghettos. Okay? So those ghettos are okay for the workers. Those ghettos are okay for the slaves that come in and want to do the work that they claim no American want to do. For slave wages Now you can go into major cities all over America And you can find sweatshops And you can find Black people and white people And poor illegal immigrants In those sweatshops Making socks and t-shirts And and sheets And all kinds of things Most of Most of those places now It's so difficult For them to make money That they just send to China, make it, and then they bring it back. And those people are only putting labels. <laughs> made in the USA. The label itself was made in the USA. <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling the truth. But it's economy that Donald Trump is gloating about. I thought that we would have a little opportunity to share with you what a big liar this is. And this is what our show is going to be about tonight. Fact finding. Welcome to the Unbuzzing Press Show. I'm your host, Bishop L.J. Guillory, and we're getting ready to fact check. Rihanna, are you there? Okay. Oh, I was trying to play a surprise for you. Hold on, Bishop. I am here. <laughs> I was trying to play a little surprise for you. Oh, here we go. Hold. Because knowledge is power. I'm just a bill. You sure got to climb a lot of steps to get to this Capitol building here in Washington. Well, I wonder who that sad little scrap of paper is. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the Capitol City. It's a There you go. <laughs> oh, you want to hear the rest? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. 
long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee. But I know I'll be a law someday, at least I hope and pray that I will. But today I am still just a bill. Gee, Bill, you certainly have a lot of patience and courage. Well, I got this far. When I started, I wasn't even a bill. I was just an idea. Some folks back home decided they wanted a law passed, so they called their local congressman, and he said, you're right, there ought to be a law. And he sat down and wrote me out and introduced me to Congress, and I became a bill. And I'll remain a bill until they decide to make me a law. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I got as far as Capitol Hill. Well, now I'm stuck in committee, and I'll sit here and wait. While a few key congressmen discuss and debate whether they should let me be alone. I hope and pray that they will, but today I am still just a bill. Listen to the congressman arguing. Is all that discussion and debate about you? Yeah, I'm one of the lucky ones. Most bills never even get this far. I hope they decide to report on me favorably, otherwise I may die. Die? Yeah, die in committee. Oh, but it looks like I'm going to live. Now I go to the House of Representatives and they vote on me. If they vote, yes, what happens? Then I go to the Senate and the whole thing starts all over again. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And if they vote for me on Capitol Hill, well, then I'm off to the White House where I'll wait in a line with a lot of other bills. For the president to sign, and if he signs me, then I'll be alone. I hope and pray that he will, but today I am still just a bill. You mean even if the whole Congress says you should be a law, the president can still say no? Yes, that's called a veto. If the president vetoes me, I have to go back to Congress and they vote on me again, and by that time you're so By that time, it's very unlikely that you become a law. It's not easy to become a law, is it? No. But how I hope and pray that I will, but today I am still just a bill. He signed your bill, now you're a law. Oh, yeah! All right. <laughs> now everybody knows the process. <laughs> You might have us on on uh, mute, Bishop. I said you're absolutely right, and <laughs> there are a lot of people who still don't know the process. Um, right. That's in, that's working in the White House as the president. I mean, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's true. Um, so, and the reason why I say that is because he has tried his best. One of the things that he fought. Uh, so hard against was Barack Obama uh, making laws without going through the process uh, of Congress, and he said that that uh, he was usurping the authority, and he was trying to be a dictator. And he never right. wanted to, uh, you know, he, he was going to be there forever, and all of these things, right? <laughs> so, so now. That he's president, mm-hmm. he's trying to do even worse. He's done way more. I think he doubled Obama, President Obama's executive orders 
for his entire eight years. I believe Trump doubled those in his second year. Well, and then we're going to look at what his executive orders were for, okay? His executive orders were not for the benefit of this country. That's right. Um, also, he's taking credit, or he's trying to take credit, and we got to do, we do a little fact-finding on that. Uh, his uh, representation of what he's done for the budget. And we need to clarify because we want people to know the truth. We won't hear them going out saying that he did something that he didn't do. So um, if you go to my Facebook, there is a a uh, article that discuss uh, the the uh, Trump statement that what he's done. Uh, with regards to uh, what he's done with the the um, economy, do you see that, Rihanna? Looking for it right now. It's on my Facebook page. Okay. And it's something you can play. Okay. Oh, let me get on the computer and do it then. I'll have it up in one sec. Okay. And we're going to go tonight, and we're going to go over a lot of different things that this president has said, because I think it's important for people to really realize as you go through uh, this case. Um, this case is a trial. And in a trial, witnesses they have what they have, what we call as credibility. So I want you all to know that I don't believe, with my experience as an ambassador for the last 21 years, or my involvement in politics since I was 16 years old, 15 years old, um, that I could say that Donald Trump is a uh, a good character witness, or a a a witness that you could take his character and agree with, uh, or, or say because of this man's character, the things that he says more than likely will be the truth. To his chagrin. In most cases, you would look at his character, the things that he said, those things that we found out that were not true, and you would say, he's a liar. He's a liar. And what he's saying is not the truth. Mm-hmm. I, I'm taken aback by the actions of this president and I want to let that be known first. Were you able to get that, Rihanna? Uh-huh. All right, let's ready. Play. All right, let's go. All right, let's go. Are you prepared for an attempt 
to impeach you? Uh, the only way they can win, because they can't win the election, is to bring out the artificial way of impeachment. And the problem is you can't impeach somebody for doing the best job of any president in the history of our country for the first two years. And people have seen and people have watched what we've done, whether it's, it's tax cuts. No, it's, You're prepared yeah, it's political, but, you know, it's supposed to be high crimes and misdemeanors. Well, there was no high crime. There was no misdemeanor. There was no problem whatsoever. The only thing I've done is created maybe the best economy we've had in the history of our country. Maybe, maybe not. That was President Trump doubling down on his claim that he created the best economy we have ever had in the history of our country. And in the same vein, Press Secretary Sarah Sanders has offered a statement to NBC News listing his accomplishments. But for fact's sake, how much of all of that is really thanks to the president? Sanders said he, quote, ignited a booming economy with his lower taxes and higher wages. But the economy was already in the eighth year of expansion when Trump entered office. And those tax cuts, sure, they helped out big corporations by fueling higher deficits, and they basically haven't done anything to increase wages. Real hourly earnings in December rose on average just 1.1% compared to one year earlier when you factor in for inflation, except President Obama achieved a 1.8% increase in December 2015 without those massive tax cuts. President Trump, quote, established the USA as the number one producer of oil and gas in the world. Well, the U.S. has been the number one oil and gas producer for seven years mm -hmm. now. It is hard to say that that is all thanks to President Trump's policies since he's only been in office two years. Next up, President Trump, quote, remade our judiciary. Well, this one is true. President Trump has appointed two justices to the Supreme Court, 30 judges have been confirmed for the United States Courts of Appeals. 53 have been confirmed for the U.S. District Courts. And dozens more await confirmation hearings and nominations. Sanders also claims the president, quote, rebuilt our military. While the president has supported increases in defense spending, he has also called for massive cuts. His administration recently requested a 5% cut to the defense budget from the $716 billion allocated in 2019 to $700 billion in 2020. And finally, the claim that President Trump has, quote, renegotiated better trade deals. It's a little misleading. The president says he scrapped NAFTA for a much better deal with Canada and Mexico, the USMCA. In reality, the new treaty is just NAFTA 2.0. It's NAFTA with a different name, and it hasn't yet been approved by Congress. Meanwhile, he has been prosecuting a trade war against China that has spooked global markets and, of course, TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, was torn up with no replacement. These kinds of misleading statements have become commonplace for the president and his administration. The Washington Post is now tallying the total number of false or misleading claims President Trump has made while in office in total were at 8,549. Of that, 802, and two of them, 802 have been false claims, otherwise known as lies, about the economy. It's closing Allie, in on 10% of all It his, is preposterous to say he has led the greatest economy no, in U.S. history. The, the, the part about the oil is kind of interesting because um, we even hedged on that a little bit, saying it's hard to say that Trump's responsible for it. It's actually 100% possible to say he's not. That happened under Barack Obama for five years and continued under Donald Trump for two years. So what Donald Trump has to remember is that um, 
we are really appreciative of him not destroying uh, a good economic run. That's not the same as taking credit for it. Ali, in terms of the uh, President Trump is great at selling the economy. Deregulation is a positive for big companies and small companies. But what led rise to the birth of that Trump voter, the forgotten voter, was this bifurcated economy. Right. That the rich were getting rich and the poor were getting poorer. One thing has happened since President Trump is in office. The rich get rich and the poor still get poor. That has only stayed the same and become more exaggerated. So the fact that we've now heard that from President Trump's interview yesterday right. and from Sarah Sanders, you darn well know he's going to be leading with that tomorrow night. But now that he's in office, can you make these claims and promises when the American people are saying, well, I, it's not winning for me? Yeah. I mean, last week he talked about how much of the wall is being built, right? So he's just getting into this new space where if you say it enough times, whether it's on CBS or at the State of the Union or wherever it is, um, there are some people who believe him. There are some people who maybe believe that there are new pieces of the wall being built. There are zero miles of new wall being built. This is not the best economy in American history. But, you know, he seems to uh, he seems to feel that 30 percent of Americans believe him. Thirty five percent of Americans believe him when he says it. I don't know. All we can do is fact check it. And we're going to keep fact-checking it. Now, let's talk about what he did do, because I want to give him credit for what he did do. Of course, we have to give him credit for what he did do. Rihanna? Yes? I think there's a piece today that speak on the nutrition change that he just right. did. Uh, many of you don't remember, may not remember that the first lady, um, <laughs> Michelle Obama, <laughs> uh, decided that she wanted to deal with the obesity within our kids because more and more kids were having heart attacks on school campuses. And mm -hmm. when we were growing up, there was rules and exercise and recess and all these things that were in place to make sure that we got an opportunity to exercise and not just spend, you know, eight hours of our day uh, in a classroom and then go home, eat and go to sleep and get back up and do it again. Uh, also, uh, there's a situation where many of the schools provide uh, school lunch, but there were a lot of people that were also uh, franchising on side of the school campus, on public school campuses across this nation. They were selling hamburgers, french fries, chili dogs, and um, no nutrition whatsoever was being offered, such as salads, bananas, apples. And uh, this became a situation that the, the first lady took it up. So let's see what uh, Donald Duck, I mean Donald Trump, has done to change his mm -hmm. uh, position on healthy food. Well, we, first of all, we know that he loves hamburgers, and you know the <laughs> soft, He really was offended by them uh, taking those hamburgers out of those schools because you know he, he believes that you know a hamburger has a right to mm -hmm. be eaten. And how dare her? What? Go ahead. And go ahead, even, even worse, uh, I read a story yesterday. There was a leak that came out of the White House. Some of his aides were saying that he has 
he was fuming because he wanted the announcement that we're about to play. He wanted this announcement to come out on Michelle Obama's birthday as a as a gut punch. I mean, all of his decisions are things like that, you know, for to socket to the Obamas or the libs or you know. So well, it's even all, even more disgusting. I'm glad you said that. Let's 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 explore that for a minute before you do it. Um, this piece of shit has um, made a mockery of the White House. He's been allowed to talk about a person's uh, wife, call a woman a pig, a dog, um, uh, and, and, and other negative derogatory names. This is the president of the United States saying And we want for a moment for you to imagine, particularly if you live in a small city, and the mayor says something about one of your family members, Mm -hmm. how fast that gets all over the city or the town. Um, Most people want to pick up their stuff and leave. Now, this is the president of the United States. Let's pretend that it's not this asshole, but let's just pretend that it meant something before. And if the president said it, it was either a great honor or it was the worst embarrassment. Before this president, if the president said something and it had your name in it, you were honored among the world mm-hmm. because – this is the president of the United States. Now, this guy can get on Twitter and have five fights with ten different people <laughs> and call them names. Mm-hmm. The childish, retarded idea of this guy running this nation is worse than scary. But this is not the first time that we've heard that he wanted to hold the information so that he could tweet it or yeah. he could uh, hit them at the time that their movie or their show is coming on. He did it with the kid on um, uh, um, Fox television show. Um, I forget the name of it, but he had a situation where they said that he was – Beat up, and he possibly wasn't, or whatever. But the, oh, the, right. the, president, the president got into it with this kid, an actor. Yeah. yeah. And he's tweeting, that's why they should fire you. And all this I'm thinking to myself, wow, the president? You stepped down off of that high chair all the way down to get down? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think maybe you should have kept fighting with Rosie O'Donnell. Or whoever you <laughs> Okay, so let's play it. Okay. Bishop, let me, before I hit play, let me just quickly add to that note. My daughter, Emma, last year at the awards ceremony, won, was one of just a handful of students who won the Presidential uh, Honors Award. And as soon as she saw that his name was on it, she, she threw it away. <laughs> Wow. 
Mm-hmm. Well, okay. let me tell you exactly this. what you're saying. I don't blame her. I don't either. Because, <laughs> you know, it's unfortunate that he doesn't even know that his name was on something like that because right. that's not something that he is even concerned about. No. But not because no, he has to rule that office, it is customary for them to put his name on there. And that is a great award, and that's a great honor that she received it. And let mm-hmm. her know that I apologize on behalf of all of those people that I know that are truly in the politics for the betterment of the people. They would mm-hmm. be hurt by the fact that she didn't even care about her mm-hmm. award once she found out who it was coming from or who, it, who was honoring her. Right. That's a shame. That's a shame. I'll let her wow. know. Yeah, it is. Wow. It, it is. It really is. Wow. You know, that, 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 that is what I'll take to uh, the Republicans when I sit down with them this upcoming month. Uh, I wanted to let them know, you know, you guys cannot allow one man to destroy this party. I mean, mm-hmm. this one guy who claims to be the best. Okay, let's do that because I got, I got some other uh, 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 excerpts okay. that I want people to hear. Go ahead and let's play that. Go ahead and let's play that. Sweeping new changes are being proposed to an Obama-era school lunch policy. The move by the Trump administration would loosen rules for fruits and vegetables, which could lead to more pizzas and burgers on the menu. Here's Natalie Brand. Proposed changes to the National School Lunch Program would affect meals served to 30 million school-aged children in 99,000 schools across America. Food service providers could dial back servings of fruit at breakfast, cut back on grains to make room for meats and meat alternatives, and relax current vegetable requirements. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue says this is because kids are wasting food. The Department of Agriculture proposed these changes to put local school and summer food service operators in charge of their lunch programs because they know their children best. Secretary Perdue ate lunch with school kids after a previous change in food standards back in May of 2017. We're giving these, these professionals, these food service professionals, the flexibility to move as we get a healthier generation. That year, former First Lady Michelle Obama, who championed children's nutrition as one of her key causes, sounded off on those changes. And this is where you you really have to look at motives. (laughs) You know, I mean, you have to stop and think, why don't you want our kids to have good food at school? What is wrong with you? The American Heart Association calls this latest proposal unnecessary, saying schools will now serve fewer fruits and grains, a smaller variety of vegetables, and less healthy entrees that aren't part of a balanced meal. The Agriculture Department plans to have an open comment period this month. Natalie Brand, CBS News, Washington. If you're New Year's... Poor Michelle, she says... What is wrong with you? Michelle, he's crazy. Uh-huh. He's crazy. He and she worked so hard for that. So hard. Like, that was a big that, deal. Well, it still is a big deal. I think that it's a big yeah. deal if you get the Joker. I mean, you think about it. Let's dress him up as a green, uh, white painted face Joker. Something right out of the the uh, comic book. And show the fact that he is walking around, and he is he is 
killing off everything that's good for our kids and good for our economy and getting everybody to fight. It's like the penguin, which was uh, um, Giuliani. <laughs> yeah. And the Joker have gotten together and they've taken over the world. They got a, they got the United States of America. And everybody is bowing down because they don't want to fight. Listen, we either fight or we either allow him to continue to do what he's doing. He is a liar. Mm-hmm. He's a liar. And let's find out how many lies he's told. Okay, Google, how many lies have Donald Trump told since he's been in office? I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> Can't compute. Google. Too many. <laughs> okay, Google. Donald Trump lies while in office. Sorry, I don't understand. Okay, you don't understand. Neither do we. Okay, Google. The article about fact-finding Donald Trump. Sorry, I don't understand. Wow. Ooh, I think Dana Milbank. Excuse me. Mil- is. I, I believe Dana Milbank is the journalist who tallied up the lies. She might recognize if you ask Dana Milbank and Donald Trump lies. Dana, okay, Google. Dana Milbank and Donald Trump lies. Sorry, I don't understand. Okay, Google. Any relevant. <laughs> Articles on Donald Trump and his lies. My apologies. I don't understand. Well, you know what? I'm getting tired of you not understanding. When it comes time to pay my bill, I'm not going to understand either. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Google. President Donald Trump, back fines. My apologies. I don't understand. (laughs) Wow. Okay, Google. Recent news, Donald Trump. Here's the latest from National Review. The hole in the impeachment case. Thought experiment number one. Suppose Bob Mueller's probe actually proves that Donald Trump is under Vladimir Putin's thumb. Fill in the rest of the blanks with your favorite corruption fantasy. The Kremlin has video of the mogul turned president squelching himself in a Moscow hotel. The Kremlin has a bulging file of real estate transfers through which Trump laundered racketeering proceeds for Putin's favored mobsters and oligarchs. Or Trump is recorded cutting a deal to drop Obama-era sanctions against Putin's regime if Russian spies hack Democratic accounts. Thought experiment number two, Adam Schiff is not a demagogue. I also sent another article to your phone. Would you like me to read it? Please do. Sure. The Daily Beast has this update. Trump called his generals a bunch of dopes and babies in a fit of rage, book claims. What exactly went down during a July 2017 meeting at the Pentagon between President Trump and his military leaders has long been the subject of speculation. One of the tantalizing details that's been previously reported is that whatever took place, it provoked then-Secretary of State Rex Tillerson to call his commander-in-chief a moron. Now an excerpt of a new book published in the Washington Post demonstrates exactly what tipped Tillerson over the edge. That's all I have for now. You Thank can you. find links to the full text of the articles on your phone. The mic is muted. Thank you, Google. I have the tally, Bishop, for the lies. Thank you. When you're ready. I'm ready. According to the Washington Post fact checkers, as of December 19th, 
2019, he had made 15,413 lies during 1,055 days in office. 7,725 of those were just made in 2019. Now, can you give me any information on these fact finders? Who are they? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's see here. Okay. Washington Post fact checkers. Well, this is just the Washington Post fact checkers uh, that we'll start with. Because so Washington uh, Post is a newspaper, yeah. okay, and mm-hmm. they have no um, political uh, agenda outside of getting their newspapers sold. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. newspapers tend to lean towards the the uh, conservatives, and sometimes they tend to lean towards the the uh, the liberal Democrats. However, mm-hmm. when it comes to national news, when it comes to something that you know. They would lose their all credibility, and they would be sued if they put out information that was just a blatant Inquirer newspaper lie, okay? That's right. Donald Trump has been friends with the person who owned the Inquirer for years and years and years. In fact, there was proof that Donald Trump tried to get him to purchase uh, the stories about him having sex with little girls, and Mm-hmm. Uh, him having sex with uh, a paid a prostitute. So mm-hmm. I'm clean all that to say this. When a reputable news outlet puts something like that out there, mm-hmm. it has a lot of validity. That's right. Now, Yeah, this is not many, the editorial section. Right. How many times do you think that Barack Obama would have got an opportunity to lie <laughs> and who would have been I don't know if you remember, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor that they're still bitching about and calling a lie. <laughs> right. Right. They, call, I mean, they still call that a lie. Well, here's the thing. Um, those of us that know, know that they have done everything that they could do to make this man come out of a hole in the floor of Africa's bowels. Mm -hmm. They say he didn't exist in America until this day. He didn't have a birth certificate. He was Antichrist. (laughs) I heard some of the craziest mess and this came from people who had talk shows mm-hmm. like Pat Robinson. Yeah. I must people say, of local government. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Even some state offices hold this for the same And thing. federal. Louis Gomez <laughs> comes to mind. Oh, yes. <laughs> Birther bills on the floor of our Congress. Right. Anchor babies. His mama Absolutely. was an anchor, the anchor baby that, that, that ever existed. So uh-huh. I'm going somewhere tonight. I want you all to understand either these facts don't matter 
And where this country is going, it either don't matter. And based on race or race baiting, (laughs) I like that better, (laughs) you're going to allow this man to stay in office. Mm -hmm. Here's a fact that you can check. If he stays in office, you are going to recognize poverty, death of American citizens as you have never imagined in this country. What you have seen in other countries will be nothing in comparison to what it means to be born into poverty mm-hmm. in America. See, we have this thing called compassion where you can get up on social media and go on GoFundMe and tell your story and people around the world will give you millions of dollars. But right here in the United States, you probably get the most money. And you get that money not from people that have billions of dollars or millions of dollars. You get that money from poor people that are poor just like you, that are working and doing their best to survive. But because they see that you're in need, They want to help. When we find a scammer, a liar, a con man, pretending, we must expose them. Too much blood has been shed. Too many mothers can't sleep because their children are in uniform and across the waters in an unknown territory for this democracy. To have someone to come in and destroy it. And laugh about it. Mm -hmm. Let me say this. A man who has spent more than 25 years of his life participating in a beauty pageant business, making sure his daughter is one of the most sculptured women in America. So much so that he would say, if she wasn't my daughter, I would have sex with her. Mm -hmm. What intentions could he have at wanting to have your kids eat hamburgers when most of America are going vegan? 
Why would he use his pen to deregulate how many vegetables are offered in comparison to how much junk food is available? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's think about that. We're not saying that junk food can't be there. But for every four items of junk food, you have to have another different fruit or vegetable. What's wrong with that? Obesity is killing more Americans than almost anything else with heart attacks and strokes. This man does not care about America. This man won't even marry American wife. (laughs) He's talking about making America great again, but he's doing business with everybody else, everywhere else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's building everywhere on the world. That he can take his con game to. Because remember, there are people here that remember and know who he is. They knew his grandfather. They go, no, Donald, we can't loan you money. Hey, I'll make good for you. I'll make good. I'm going to be the president of the United States. Oh, oh, now, I'm going to be the United Nations. I'm going to go before me. You are a fraud. A fraud. And instead of my fellow Republicans being upset that they have to carry this around, okay, let's pretend, let's pretend for a moment that you had a retarded kid. He's retarded. He goes and he throws rocks and busts people's windows, and you have to go over and apologize. And say, I'll pay for the window. I apologize. Please don't call the police on him. He's a little, you know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I knew something was wrong with that kid. That's the that is the conversation that used to take place all across this nation. We knew. Hey, Mikey is a little slow. You know. Hey, you know, give him get a break. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, well, Vinny, you got to make sure you pay for that. Man, yeah, we'll pay for it. You know, the kid is a little bit of, you know. Well, this kid is more than a little bit of. This kid is a, a lunatic. And you're all thinking that white supremacy is going to, oh, yeah, yeah, we got to get our guns and we get ready to go. Yes, he doesn't include you. He didn't do any tax breaks for you. He did not look out for your trailer park. He did not, he doesn't care. No. You're just his foot soldiers. Mm-hmm. You're being duped. Bishop, I've uh, got a really good example for you. Thank you. Uh, on the campaign trail, he hit coal, uh, coal country hard. I mean, he won by one, I say. He was installed by Russia, but his electoral win was 
79,000 votes across three Rust Belt states. Um, he was going around talking about how he was going to bring coal back. He's going to bring coal back. Well, first of all, uh, he has not. Uh, but second of all, one of the very first executive orders, I think this was on his first day in office, one of the very first orders he signed was to allow coal mining operations uh, to once again, like they used to be able to do years ago, uh, run off their wastewater into tributaries and rivers and lakes nearby Absolutely. that, that are water supplies for those people. Yes. Right, which, are, which is the reason why West Virginia, Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, and some of those areas up there in the Panhandle, but they they call it the Aborigin, uh, the um, Appalachian. Appalachia have retarded mm-hmm. a bunch of slow you know, uh, and very sick, yes. very sick people. That, it's not a joke. Yes, you're exactly right. Mm. And yes. anybody who thinks Bishop's kidding, he's dead serious. The, the drinking well, water it. contamination has been a serious issue that finally the uh, President Obama's administration had reversed, you know, had stopped them from being able to poison the water of the people who work those well, coal mines. Trump reversed it. For anybody who don't, remember the movie there was a group of uh, filmmakers that were going to take a road trip to do the um, Sundance Sundance is a a festival when you're a young uh, producer or director and you want to get your film seen by someone Uh, so lots of someone's come there and this was started back in the 70s and it's continued and uh, so these young people were driving, and they made a wrong turn in West Virginia. And I guess from their experience came this movie, Wrong Turn. You really need to see the movie. Mm-hmm. They even did a sequel, Wrong Turn 2. But You really need to see the movie and look how America has passed by some communities, some cities. And I don't blame them for supporting a person because they believe what the person is saying. There are many African Americans that follow uh, individuals who don't have their best interests in mind, just the color of their skin. Uh, gives them an audience. And I have told them time after time, hey, listen, you're putting all your eggs in a broken basket. Don't do it. But it takes time because when you have nobody to care about you or to even say their remotely interest in you, and then you get somebody, um, that's hard to defuse. That's hard to just challenge and, and, and just knock down. So I understand that. But I hope this time around uh, Donald Trump is in prison and not on the ballot. Uh, let me also say that these senators 
who represent you, um, no matter where you live, you have been affected by Donald Trump's his administration and the shenanigans of his office. Make sure those senators do their job. Because if you're a juror and you violate the law while you're in a courtroom, they will arrest you. It has been done more than a few times in every state that I've been in. And they charge them for jury tampering. They they, they uh, arrest them uh, most time. The judge will arrest them uh, for uh, conduct that is unlawful while in an official position as a a juror. And it's, it's, it's a big deal. These senators should not be allowed to take this oath lightly. I want six of those seats to be overturned. If they can't do their job, they need to be retired. This is not the time to say we're going to stand behind our man. He is not our man. He's Russia's man. Let's give him back. Go ahead, Rihanna. Sorry. Um, yeah, I um, hold on. Let me walk away from these children. Uh, I want everybody pardon? to know that Rihanna is a great mother. She is giving the girls pizza. They're having a sleepover, and she's she's like uh, Whitney Houston. She's every woman, and oh. so she, well, thank she you. yeah, she's handling that. She's dialing those girls in, and they're good girls. Just think about this. Wouldn't you yeah, love to girl. have your daughters at home eating pizza on a Saturday <laughs> night? <laughs> Rihanna, you're it's a great mother. Nice. I say that all the time, sister. I remember growing up, now my sisters were at home. We laugh about this today, my sisters and I. But they used to have these commercials. It's 7 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? Mm-hmm. Remember? Yep, I well, do. Come on, like punk work. You know, it's seven o'clock. There's no reason for a kid to be out. It's it's nighttime. Why? It's seven o'clock. Do you know where your kids are? Mm-hmm. And that was a public service announcement. You don't hear public service announcements like that anymore. Yeah. But every week, we have a kid that's missing. A kid that they find the body parts. Uh, they find the body with no body parts, no order organs. But anyway, I was going to get mm-hmm. back with you. Uh, go ahead, Rihanna. What were you going yeah. to say? Well, I sent this um, link to you. I want everybody to know about this, too. Um, it's at mcsweeneys.net, and I'll put a link on our show description. Uh, this article is not the newest article, uh, but it is um, a complete listing so far of – Trump's worst cruelties, collusions, corruptions, and crimes. But this was as of November 5th, 2018. But just to give everybody an example, there's a little key. Uh, with each, each one of these things has a, a different color dot next to it. So there's uh, sexual misconduct and harassment, white supremacy, public statements and tweets, 
collusion with Russia and obstruction of justice, uh, Trump's staff and administration, Trump family business dealings, policy and environment. It, so it has that little key, and then it has the – they're divided into dates. So we have before January 27 or 2017, number one, February 10th, 2011. In 2011, Donald Trump stoked false claims that Barack Obama had lied about his education, uh, and it details, you know, his whole birther thing. Uh, March 30th, 2011. You know, it goes through, and there are hundreds of these, hundreds of them, and starting before. Uh, before he was elected, going all the way through the second year of his presidency. Um, and it, it, it's not nitpicking. It's detailing things that everyone should care about. Um, and if you go through the ones that are prior to the election, they're all red flags that should have told anyone um, with half a brain and any sort of patriotism and loyalty to the country that this guy was absolutely the worst possible choice. Um, you know, it talks about specific people who have accused him of sexual assault, lawsuits, court documents are cited um, that talk about e in detail each of these allegations, these credible allegations. Um, it talks about uh, when he attacked Gold Star family uh, Kazir Khan um, it talks about uh, Temple Taggart former Miss Utah Her details uh, from 1997 when she came forward and claimed that Donald Trump had sexually harassed her and the girls uh, behind the scenes at the Miss Teen pageant that he was ogling and staring at and bragging to other people that he likes to go back there and look at them when they're half naked and changing clothes, 15 year old girls. Um, then it goes into the presidency and policy. So uh, just on every front in every way that matters from his business to his uh, personal life, to his public life and policy matters, this thing details a comprehensive list, and I really think it's important. Um, anybody who cares, uh, please take a look at it. It's all there are sources cited in every allegation. It's thorough, and I wanted to mention the Washington Post fact check has a fact check database. So all of these lies, they don't just say, "Oh, you know, we've cataloged fifteen thousand plus lies." That's not it. There are links in every article about every fact check to the sources, to the claims, and to the actual Washington Post database of his lies so that if you want to fact check them, each of them, yourself, and then fact check the sources for checking those facts, it's all provided to you. It's all cited. And anybody who says it's biased has not looked at that database and looked at how it's set up. Everyone can do their own research on every lie that he's told. It's demonstrably, provably um, the case that every lie that's cataloged on the Washington Post is a lie and not a small lie. They don't document the small lies. It's significant substantive lies.
So can we play some of that? Yes, one sec. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm on YouTube. And for anybody at home who wants to do this, I'm just going to YouTube and typing in Trump fact check and seeing which videos pop up. And there will be a billion of them. Uh, Fact-checking President Trump's biggest claims. Here's one. We'll start with this. Start with this. Washington Post saying President Trump has made nearly 8,000 false or misleading claims this year alone, bringing the total for his presidency to more than 15,000. Seems to be accelerating. Joining us now to help us break down some of the biggest whoppers of the year is CNN reporter and fact checker extraordinaire, Daniel Dale. It's great to have you on New Day, my friend. Uh, Let's start right off with number one. That would be the whistleblower claim was totally inaccurate. Here's what he said. The whistleblower defrauded our country because the whistleblower wrote something that was totally untrue. Daniel? I think this one is notable, uh, both for the seriousness of the claim, you know, this was the whistleblower complaint that led to Trump's impeachment, but also for the up-is-down nature of the dishonesty. Whether you think it was impeachable conduct or not, we know that all three of the whistleblower's primary allegations about this call were corroborated by the rough transcript Trump himself released. You know, Trump asked uh, the Ukrainian president to investigate Biden, to investigate this server nonsense, and to speak to Giuliani and Attorney General Barr. So all of this is correct and Trump, as so often, is wrong. Okay, the next one that we have that you've identified is not up is down logic, it's east is west (laughs) logic. And the claim was Alabama was in the projected path of Hurricane Dorian. This is what President Trump tweeted about it. In addition to Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, and Alabama will most likely be hit much harder than anticipated looking like one of the largest hurricanes ever, already Category 5, capitals. Be careful. God bless everyone, exclamation point. So that wasn't true. That, that wasn't true. The, the forecast actually had Alabama's chances of getting hit diminishing over time, not increasing. I think this one stood out to me because of how hard the president dug in. You know, everyone gets things wrong. This may have been an inadvertent error, but the president went to great lengths over and over again, even with a, a Sharpie, if you remember that, to, to uh, insist that he was actually correct when another president might have said, look, I messed up this tweet. The weather authorities are right, and let's all move on here. Right, as though we couldn't see the black sharpie being drawn in separate from the weather map. That one was, that one was a head slapper. Yeah, that was definitely memorable. So is this number three: wind turbines cause cancer. If you have a windmill anywhere near your house, congratulations! Your house just went down seventy-five percent in value. And they say the noise causes cancer. You tell me that one. (laughs) This is a repeated obsession with his, Daniel. What's behind it? This is an obsession. Well, he had this issue uh, with with, uh, wind farm or wind turbines uh, near a golf course development of his in Europe. To me, this one is notable, aside from its weirdness, because it's yet more evidence of the president obtaining and passing on terrible information that presidents usually wouldn't. We know that he just makes a lot of stuff up. He's a a serial liar. I think that's 
proven, but he also just reads and hears stuff and then tells the American people about it and says, like, they say, many people say. And so he, he is one of the country's leading source of unverified, often inaccurate rumor, and he's the president. I didn't even hear about this next law, the one that you put at number four. I never even heard this one this year. He claimed that he was named Man of the Year in Michigan. Um, here's what he said. Five or six years before I even thought about running for whatever reason, they named me Man of the Year in Michigan. I said, how come? I didn't even understand it myself, but I was named Man of the Year. I wasn't even political. Okay, well, was that true? That was that was not true. I've looked really hard, guys. Like uh, I and, and others have tried. This just didn't happen. And th this is both comedic to me and notable because of its triviality. Like yeah. this guy's the president. He doesn't need to make up fake awards. He he is the most powerful person in the country in the world. And yet he keeps saying he's done this since 2016 that he was named the man of the year in a state where he's never lived. All right. Now let's close out with number five. He resurfaces claims that millions voted illegally in California in the 2016 election. There were a lot of uh, votes cast that I don't believe. I look at California. Mr. President. Excuse me. But that's it. Take a look at Judicial Watch. Take a look at their settlement where California admitted to a million votes. They admitted to a million votes. A million votes of what? Take a look at what Judicial Watch. Judicial Watch made a settlement. What? There, were, there was much. There was much illegal voting. Daniel. So that, that settlement was about inactive voters, not illegal votes. California didn't admit to, to any wrongdoing, much less mass illegal voting. I think this one is, is really serious. This is the president, again, yeah. trying to undermine faith in the American electoral process, you could argue in democracy itself, uh, in an attempt, it seems, to demonstrate that he was the one who actually won the popular vote in the 2016 election. So I think this is, again, evidence of, of the president's insecurity. Uh, so we can laugh at it, but but it, this is also really serious, really important stuff. Hey everybody, it's Jake Tapper from CNN State of the Union and factcheck.org. And in our end of the year celebration of all the lies we've had to fact check this year, let's take a look at the biggest whoppers of 2019. Let's start with the individual who's given us more material than anyone else on the face of the planet by far, President Donald Trump, and his claim about that July 25th, 2019 phone call with Ukrainian President Zelensky. They took a perfect phone call that I had with the president of Ukraine, an absolutely perfect call. You know it, they all know it. Was that phone call absolutely perfect? Well, that's an opinion, not a fact, but let's dive into that call. In that call, President Trump asked the Ukrainian president to investigate a conspiracy theory about the 2016 election, which we'll get to later, and he pushed for an investigation of former Vice President Joe Biden and his son, Hunter. He said, quote, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son, that Biden stopped the prosecution, and a lot of people want to find out about that, so whatever you can do with the attorney general would be great. He seems to be suggesting that Vice President Biden stopped the prosecution of his son, Hunter. And that's just not true at all. To this day, there is no evidence of any criminal wrongdoing by Hunter Biden or his father, Joe, for that matter. Vice President Biden was carrying out Obama administration policy to push for Victor Shokin to be fired. And that policy had the support of the international community. So in that one falsehood alone, the idea that Vice President Biden helped stop the prosecution of the son Hunter, 
it's impossible to say that the call was perfect. Of course, that wasn't the only false claim that the president made in that, quote, perfect phone call. Take a listen to this claim that Ukraine has the DNC server. A lot of it had to do, they say, with Ukraine. They have the server, right, from the DNC, Democratic National Committee. Who has the server? Now, the FBI went in and they told them, get out of here. You're not getting it. We're not giving it to you. Wow. So is that true at all? Does Ukraine have the DNC server? No, that is completely false. But don't take it from me. Take it from the president's own former Homeland Security Advisor, Tom Bosser. It is completely debunked. Let me just again repeat that it has no validity. The United States government reached its conclusion on attributing to Russia the DNC hack in 2016. Then there's the president's lie that CrowdStrike is a Ukrainian company owned by a very wealthy Ukrainian. Not true. It's an American company based in the United States. Its owners are American. One of the owners is from originally Russia. Of course, the president lied about a lot of things this year, not just the Ukraine scandal. Here's one of his most infamous about the hurricane that he said was barreling down on Alabama. He tweeted back in September, Alabama will most likely be hit much harder than anticipated. At the time the president tweeted that, was Alabama in the path of Hurricane Dorian? No, it wasn't. That tweet is false. In fact, the president's original claim that Alabama was going to be hit was fact-checked in real time by the National Weather Service, the Birmingham office, tweeting, quote, Alabama will not see any impacts from Dorian, but President Trump repeatedly defended his faulty forecast and showed a map enhanced by a Sharpie that falsely included Alabama in the path of the storm. President Trump told an incredible amount of lies and falsehoods this year, but he was not the only one. Take a listen to this from former Vice President Joe Biden uh, talking about his support for the Iraq war. From the moment shock and awe started, from that moment, I was opposed to the effort and I was outspoken as much as anyone. Is that true? From the moment that the shock and awe campaign against Iraq began, was then-Senator Joe Biden opposed to the war in Iraq? No, that's completely false. Then Bishop, can I make a comment on that? Sure. On what we just, on that last thing that we just heard? Here's what really irritates me about mainstream media and people like Jake Tapper who do things like that. It's important for Joe Biden to be called out on his bullshit when he lies. It's important for Elizabeth Warren to get fact-checked if she says a fact and it's wrong, and Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton and every, every single person who runs for public office. It is very important to do a segment on a sitting president and somebody who has told over 15,000 lies during his presidency, and almost 8,000 of those were just in 2019. And you're going to sit down as a journalist and do a five-minute segment on the biggest Trump lies of 2019 when there are 8,000 to choose from, and you're going to dedicate the last two minutes of that to doing a false equivocation between something stupid that Joe Biden said? That is what pisses me off about mainstream media, and that is why they opened up the door for Trump and all of the people in his cult to go around saying fake news, fake news, fake news every time they hear something they don't like.
because they do these false equivocations and they don't just say it straight. If the segment is about the biggest pathological liar we've ever had in office, don't do a false equivocation about something, a claim that Joe Biden makes. That's its own story. The story in this segment was the astronomical amount of lying that this sitting president does and the damaging nature of those lies. And so when they do this false equivocation thing, both sides, you know, all that kind of crap, when right now, at this moment in time, one side is trying to dismantle our Constitution, not both. And, you know, this impeachment, oh, they're going back and forth on the impeachment. Yeah, back and forth. One has a set of facts, and the other one uh, sets up a barrage of lies to poke holes in those facts. Those aren't two sides of the same coin. And that's the kind of thing mainstream media does all the time that really irritates me, and it muddies the waters, in my opinion. Wow. All I can say is wow. <laughs> Thank you for letting me get that off my chest. It bothers me so much. Well. Wow. So. And I'm by the way, I'm... the list of those videos are endless. The Trump fact check segment that you can't, I mean, there's a playlist of thousands of videos. It's unbelievable how many people can find on there. So we know he's a liar, pathological liar. Are people going to wake up? Are they going to just sit back and they're going to let this happen? Wow. They seem to be okay with his lies. I mean, at this point, the ones who say, oh, he's not a liar and stuff like that, they are lying. And they know they are lying because they know he is lying. They just don't care. That's that's the thing. They accepted a long time ago that they were going to be supporting a scrup- an unscrupulous, moral vacuum, emotionally bankrupt, intellectually retarded liar. And mm-hmm. instead of saying, yeah, he's a liar, but he's our liar, they lie too, and they lie for him. As long as he's lying and he's their guy, then they'll stand behind him and say he's not lying. So they are lying too. They're in on it. Right. They're awake. They're just awake and doing the wrong thing. So that brings me back to the fourth. If nothing's changed for you and you've seen him pass these budgets, giving rich, super, ultimate rich people breaks. The owner of Amazon paid no taxes while making trillions of dollars. Mm -hmm. You can even pay your car insurance. 
take care of your medication and your family? Yep. Does it mean that much to you to say you have a white man in office? Mm-hmm. Right. You were if you thought forced. your kid was coming home from uh, Syria this year because you heard the president say he was bringing home the troops, but instead of spending Christmas with you, your kids spent Christmas protecting Saudi oil. I mean, all the lies that affect your family, Every t- I mean, it's okay that you lie for them. We've accepted that you lie for them. But what about the lies that hurt you so badly? That's what we're wondering. You imaginary person out there who's a Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't get it. I really don't. I have friends I that, and I, I don't even argue with them because I know that, you know, Nothing's going to come out of it because they really right. they don't care, you know. Right. And I accept, feel yeah. All I can yeah. say to them is, my goodness, what has he done to you? What did they do to you? Right. I mean, you can imagine how much hate we have to have in your home to refuse the truth. You know. Yeah. To refuse right. the truth. I'm going to accept this lie because I hate them. Right. Democrats so bad. I mean, and to even you have never heard a president just vilify their countrymen. No. I mean, this man. No. The Democrats are evil and bad. They're bad. Right. Right. People. Wow. And we've had guests on this show who people have been able to hear for themselves. That rhetoric, it does its purpose. We've had people on this show who parrot those things, who will sit here on on this air with Democrats (laughs) and say you're either a patriot or you're a Democrat. And they, they, they seem to mean that. And it's odd, you know, how well this propaganda campaign really does work it's it we see it right up close and personal and that that no fact no fact can penetrate the force field that they've chosen to to shroud themselves in and you know you always think facts will win the day facts can you know when, when you can show it that's what matters that does not matter because it doesn't matter how much you show it. If you show a fact that they don't like the fact, you're a liberal hack, period. You're fake, period. It doesn't matter how many times you prove his nonsense wrong. They have a thousand bloggers online, probably sitting in St. Petersburg, Russia, with a fake fact check to prove your facts wrong. And they don't care that it's not reputable. They don't care that the sources are not cited. They found a generic chart with some numbers on it that's different from the facts that you've shown them. So, see, they're right. <laughs> and, you know, this rejection of, of intellectual prowess and, and rejection of, um, you know, facts and truth is dangerous because this really is exactly how Hitler – was able to do what he did. 
you know, how, I mean, this is how it, is, how it starts. You change the narrative of what reality is. It's a cult. And it's a lot of people in it. Mm-hmm. We were warned against all of this, too, by the, the people who framed the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. We were not declaring independence from a president of a free democracy. We were de- declaring independence from a king, from a monarch. You know, we and, – and, George Washington didn't stay for a third, a fourth, a fifth term. He went back home, and right before he did go back home to his farm, he warned us about foreign influence of our elected leaders and of our public policy, and he warned us about encroaching uh, usurpation of power and how important it is that we follow the process set forth in our founding documents. In our Constitution, we've been warned time and time again, and it just all goes out the window if some barking clown gets up there and tells you some bullshit that you want to hear or denigrates brown people. It's amazing. And Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and all these people who, as a Democrat, I really thought, I don't like them. I don't like their policy. I don't agree with them. But the, at the end of the day, they're statesmen who, who will uphold the integrity of the process and of the rule of law. No, they, they aren't. They don't care at all. Or at least not until a Democrat's in office. Then they'll care again. Whoa. And you know, Bishop, honest to God, you said something a minute ago. Uh how the a sitting president, whether he's on American soil or foreign soil, waste no opportunity to call Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff and all Democrats all all sorts of horrible names, slanders them. Um President Obama, who for eight years was treated like garbage every day, lied to, everything short of, and I seriously would be shocked if it didn't actually happen many times, calling him boy, you know, from other sitting officials, just disrespecting him like nothing I've ever seen in my life. And I never, ever, did you ever hear him ever say anything like what we've heard this president say? Of course not. They would have impeached him. Ever. They would have killed him. But he wouldn't have done it. Yes, they would have, but he wouldn't have done it. He was, when he took his oath and said he would be the president for everyone, he meant it. He really did. Whether you agreed with him or not, whether he liked you or not, I mean, you know, he just he wouldn't have done it. He wouldn't talk about Americans that way ever. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy and it's dangerous. 
it's and it's frustrating. I would imagine, especially for people like you, who since you were pretty young, sixteen, have been so interested in and in the trenches with politics, public policy, activism, civic engagement. It's like watching somebody just take a blow dart to everything you've worked hard for your whole life, every minute of every day, like it was nothing, like it doesn't matter. None of it ever matters. It's it's, it's so discouraging, but it's supposed to be discouraging because they want those of us who feel this way to stay home and not go to the polls and vote and not go tell other people to register and not care and think, well, what does it matter? They aren't doing anything for me anyway, so why would it matter who I vote for? Like, you know, the more people they can beat down – the less of us they think will actually do something about it, I think. I don't know. I am so tired of of us losing our ground. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Because yes, absolutely. Because. That statement coming from you especially, again, who are the first people who are going every time, historically speaking, who are going to be punched in the gut and rolled back? It always ends up being African-Americans, not just people of color, African-American people. You know, every time this whole, you know, one step forward, two steps back, that ends up always being a given when it comes to just basic constitutional human rights for African-American people. Basic promises made that are never fulfilled for African-American people. It, it, you know, it will affect most of us. But it always affects African-American people. And just to hear you say you're tired, it just, it means something so profoundly different and true when you say it. I don't know what tired is. You know what tired is. And that's unbelievably enraging and frustrating, that fact that people can just discount that, that that wouldn't be everyone's biggest priority. I remember telling you, my daughter Emma, the one who threw away Donald, the presidential award when Donald Trump's name, name was on it, when she saw someone in our neighborhood with a Donald Trump sign in their yard before the 2016 election, and she got really upset. And she was crying by the time we got to the garage and I pulled in, and I turned around, and I saw her. I said, what's the matter? And she said, did you see that sign in that, that, that guy's yard? And I said, oh, yeah. And I said, but, you know, it's frustrating, I know. And she goes, no. His neighbor across the street, and she said the man's name, 
is, you know, the White family. Uh, I think his first name was Ron. And uh, I said, yeah. And she said, how can he look them in the eye? They are African-American. And I just started thinking about it. And she was like, she got it back then. That's a, a personal punch in the face to your neighbors, to your friends, to have that Trump sign. And I, like, ever since she said that, I thought, my God, like, it is. It really is. She goes, I couldn't look him in the eye if I had the, if I, had, if I would have had a sign like that in my yard. It's like, you know, to her, she, it, she really felt it. Like, they may as well just be burning a cross in their yard. And I don't think that that's, far-fetched for her to say that i don't think she was being hyperbolic her tears weren't hyperbolic she really felt that way and feels that way at this point i don't know how all americans don't because there's so many people that they forgot what america is about they forgot the obligation Mm mm-hmm Right. I forgot. <laughs> well, have they forgotten or have they completely rejected all of it? Because this is not just a forgetting. Everything that this president stands for is the antithesis of everything we're supposed to be. Are they rejecting America? Something's happening. It's 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 you know it is depressing. It is really depressing. Yeah. Because you start to wonder, what can we do? You know what, though? A silver lining to that is, as depressing as it is, they are able to do this with a minority of the country. This is not the majority of the country at all uh, that is willing to, you know, fight and vote for this and, you know, willing to claim that their ideas of what patriotism is, which is actually the opposite of what America is, uh, the, the people who are trying to change this, make America white, you know, all that kind of crap, they are the m- minority. If they are able to grab this much power and willing to do all of this to cling on to that power, we have to remember why that is. It's because they decided that it was a good idea to do the Southern strategy and reject and oppose and crap all over anybody who's not a white male, particularly a white Christian male, no matter what the numbers were. When the numbers got you know worse and worse, they had to cheat <laughs> to win elections. They had to play dirty tricks. 
you know, all that kind of crap that they've been pulling. Well, now this is the corner they've backed themselves into. They had to pull those racists who have never voted before out of the woodwork and get them to the polls and get Russia to help and everything else to pull this off. The reason they're being so loud and trying to beat us down and exhaust us every day is because they have to. This is the only way that they hold on to power because the numbers don't lie. They're not going to be the majority. You know, us white folk ain't going to be the majority much longer at all. I mean, that's just a fact. And the Republican Party has not decided yet to expand who they are or be true to who they're supposed to be as the party of Lincoln. They just keep deciding to take Russian money and cheating and appeal to racism. You know, that, that runs out because there are not enough white people and there aren't enough white races and there won't be enough left for long because they're dying off to sustain them for this power grab. So we're tired because they are working overtime to make us tired because they have to, you know? Because they know their time's up. Well, all I can say is I hope so. Yeah. All I can say is I hope so. Because I tell you, this is difficult. It's difficult for me to continue to just see that they're able to do what they're doing, and no one seems to even give a care anymore. No one seems to care. Unfortunately, no one seems to care. You know, it's it's interesting that you say that they won't have a majority. And, you know, I like when you look at the statistics, but I'll tell you something. What Donald Trump has been able to do, and I believe they're having a rally, white supremacists are having a rally in the uh-huh. Carolinas. Up. Yes. In They're Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. Gun activists are going to have a Klan rally, yes. They keep coming out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. And I understand. You don't want anybody to encroach on your rights. You don't want. You don't want people telling you what to do. Then why are you supporting a man who's supporting Russia over you? Right. I mean, if your family member were in that on that ship that the Russians just basically bully, mm-hmm. what would you be thinking? Right. I mean, you want them to come and start marching down our streets. You, they already have our kids, uh, cadets to be on the police force. 
doing Nazi signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, these are cadets getting ready to become police officers. Yeah. Doing high Hitler. Yeah. Doing the high Hitler. Yeah. They, the Trump administration, uh, quietly, of course, took out the yeah took took white supremacy off, off the, list. Of the uh, list for the watch list. The terrorist, Stra- the domestic terrorist watch list. Well, and for entering uh, the military, the screening process to enter our military, they quietly yeah. stripped. White supremacist well, tendencies and ties and beliefs off of that list. Yes. Well, I'm gonna tell you this. Mm-hmm. I believe they should let them in. Let them in the middle. Let them go fight for him. Let them go fight for him. <laughs> Better for them to go and fight his war than to continue to make war here. In America, yeah, because that's what's happening. Yeah, they're making send, war. send those. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's the thing. Donald Trump was going to come in and he was going to fight terrorism. That's not what he. Yeah, he that's did. not what he meant. He meant he was going to fight Muslims because domestic terrorism, white supremacy, and white supremacist groups have been the number one domestic terror threat. That kills lots of Americans every year for years now. But this administration has done everything they can to defund, to to take people off watch lists, encourage, you know, very good people. These are very good people, these Nazis in America. This administration is pro-terrorism, the longest-running domestic terrorism that we've had in this country and this administration has given them a license to come back out of the woodwork. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If the good Americans who hear and know what's going on continue to allow them to do what they're doing, then we deserve it. Yeah. We deserve it. That's right. At some point, we could not sit back, allow this stuff to happen, know what's happening, and pretend that it's not. That's right. So... Because it it all eventually, no matter who you think, oh, that that just hurts liberals. That just hurts brown people. That just hurts those people over there, not me. If you aren't at Mar-a-Lago, if you couldn't afford your Mar-a-Lago membership, you ain't one of them. You're one of us. If shit rolls downhill, you're going to get caught in the avalanche with us. Well, let me, <laughs> yes, you can say that's the truth. But let, let me also elaborate. Um, Trump was not a part of them. That's the reason right. why he did what he did. Right. Trump had to go and do all that he is doing.
so that he could feel a part of whatever. Yep. You know, yeah. I feel bad. I feel real bad for our Americans. Yeah. I feel bad for all the good Americans who were willing to die for everything that we have. Oh, my God. Can you even imagine? They're rolling over in their graves right now, all of them. It's the thought that people call themselves patriots and just are contributing to the destruction of our republic. It's a shame. Yeah. It's a damn right shame. And it is. What do we do? What can we do? We can fight. That's right. We can fight. That's the it's a, that's all. You have to be yeah. able to fight. And this one's easy. This one's easy because this really has become boiled down to, at its most fundamental core, right and wrong. That's what all of this comes down to. There, there is a side that is right and a side that is flat out wrong. If you are not on the right side, guess where you are. And that's the fact. That's what it is right now. That's what history will show it to be. Period. This isn't there's no gray area this time. There's just not. So all of those that are not involved and don't want to be involved. That's fine, but it doesn't change what it is. It still is what it is. And it's most unfortunate that those people who don't choose a side, for whatever reasons, you believe that, you know, it's not your business. I wonder who business it is. Your daughter, for her to have that type of insight and be that young, oh, my God, you have done an exemplary job. You know that your daughter could cry for someone else's pain and embarrassment. That is amazing. I sat there and I listened to that and I thought about it for a second and I thought about it. You know, she must be probably the, that's how you make good citizens. Good citizens are made from good parents. Mm-hmm. Good parents make good citizens. Responsible. Adults. Who just recognize that everybody has a right. Yes. Everybody has a right. 
Mm-hmm. Right to live. Yeah. A right to live in peace. Right. And that your rights that you enjoy mean absolutely nothing at all if you would not lay your life down for your neighbor, your brother, your sister to have exactly the same rights. I mean, there are not many democracies in this world, and we certainly are the most blessed of all of them. That we are. I mean, we have to be just as serious. You think anyone who wrote the Declaration of Independence or, you know, anyone in the first Congress or um, any of the abolitionists or, you know, you think Frederick Douglass knew who I was going to be? But everything he did he was in Harriet Tubman you know all all of them every, every drop of blood on this country's uh in this country's history was shed from someone who did all of that for little old me they didn't know was ever going to exist and and did it for you and did it for all of us. Had no idea who we were going to be. Did know that they would never enjoy what we enjoy, but they did it for us. If we aren't willing to do to make damn sure that we don't maintain and make better what they did, we are not worthy to have anything that we have. Yep. You're so right. You're so right. So right. Why do I feel that if we don't change something, we are going to be absorbed by Russia and our enemies. I think this guy has really did it this time. I think he's really done Mm -hmm. it this time. Yeah. Well, because he he hasn't done it alone. Because look at these uh, text messages and this information that has just come out that Lev Parnas' lawyer has given us. All of these members of Congress who are doing their carnival barking and bootlicking every day on TV for this idiot in the White House, where do you think they came from? Who do you think supplied the funds for them to get elected and tweaked their results? They're all in Putin's Mm. pocket. He's got half of Congress. I mean, these people are compromised by the same puppet master. So – Trump hasn't – he's not some evil genius who has done it alone. Russia has been – Republicans have warned us of this for decades. This was 
Republican 101. Russia is doing a full court press to infiltrate our country on every level. We can never let our guard down, and look what happened. Look what's happening now. The, the whole damn party's in Putin's pocket. But there's more of us than there are of them. So as tired as we may get, that just means we got to fight hard. Now that we know who's compromised. Well, I'm willing to do what I have to do. Yes, me too. You know, there comes a time where you have to stand up and you have to say, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. That's where we are right now. You're listening mm-hmm. and you feel that way as well. I suggest that you grab a hold of something. Something that you can love, something that you can like, something you can respect. And you just hold on to it. You just hold on to it. Because now is the time. If you don't do it now, we'll never do it. Right. Exactly right. Well, and Bishop, now's the time for you and people who have been doing what you've been doing your whole life, working with young people, mentoring young people, setting such an example for young people in the ways that you have to remember that it's not just that you like doing that, it's that you're damn good at it. So you have to trust that you've been doing a pretty good job and this next younger generation of people that you have mentored, that you have been passing the torch to, they are pretty pissed and they're pretty smart and they're pretty active. So don't sell yourself short. I have faith. I have faith that that we've done all right. We've done all right. And we're doing all right. Thank you. That means a lot. Well, it's very true. It means a lot. And we have a lot more to do. Yes. I just oh, give me strength. I just I need I need to have that strength to know that it's coming. Mm-hmm. Every revolution, <laughs> every res- revolution starts from turmoil and upheaval like this. This is always the point that comes right before a big change. 
this kind of chaos and uncertainty and tiredness and anger. That's why it's important to remember statistically we're on the side that wins. It just hurts getting there. So, on another note, listen, I have, I got my dad a cat, and his name is Nico. And uh, unfortunately, Nico has been a little ill, a little respiratory problem. So I went. I thought I heard him back there. I I I took Nico to the doctor, the veterinarian, and they gave me medication for Nico. Nico wouldn't take the medication. Nico's been acting kind of, you know, so they told me after a second day, if he hasn't taken the medication, you're going to unfortunately have to make him take the medication. And Nico yeah. um, has his paws. Um, and he's not the smallest cat. He's a really big cat. and uh, But he's very loving. But I just didn't want to just hold him down and just put this medication in his mouth. But he's getting, you know, he's getting more sick because he's, you know, he has this respiratory, right. like a certain infection. So, right. all on my show, he just and I, I failed him, and he's not enjoying this. Oh. So what I did, what I did is while we were on the show and you were talking. I decided to go ahead and give Nico his medicine. <laughs> Were you successful? Yes. Say meow. Oh, oh yes, hi, meow. Nico. Meow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Yeah, oh, your I dad's to... going to love having a cat. Well, he already does. He's well, My dad is something else. My I don't know. He will feed the cat for house food. I come out and say, no, you can't do that. <laughs> you want some more? <laughs> I'll, I'll give you some more. But, um, yeah, <laughs> so anyway, I had to I had to hold the cat down and put the medicine in the mouth. Oh yeah. Because I want the cat to be fine. Yes. Well, call call me after the show and I'll give you a real good medicine tip. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, well, thank everyone for listening. We're we're over time actually. God bless you all for listening. Thank you for listening to the Unbuzzing Press show. Please know that all of the and I mean all of the um, facts that we share with you today are not necessarily the the Opinions of the station uh, They are my opinions And uh, we Invite you to fact check The things that we've said And if you have any uh, Facts that you have checked And they seem to not be true 
why don't you give me a contact? Uh, just email me or follow me on social media and inbox me. Let's talk about it. God bless you. See you next time. Rihanna, take us home. Thanks a lot. The homeless is still homeless The poor is still poor Yet we find billions of dollars To fund senseless war And yes, we're fighting terrorism What about the quiet racism Dividing among ourselves Somebody's crying for help Heaven is listening Heaven is watching Heaven knows And they may not play this on the radio Cause the devil don't want you to know If we don't stop the hypocrisy The nation will lose its soul Then rather play music about money and sex like we don't have no intellect Somebody need to show some respect Cause God ain't through with us yet Heaven is listening Listen. Heaven is watching Heaven knows Yeah, yeah, Heaven knows Heaven knows The preacher that's not preaching Jesus, that's not 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.